Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always, and today we are talking about applying to college, but it's not just applying to college for the normal the normal college application show, because I'm, I'm talking to a specific group of potential college applicants, and who I'm talking to today are our international students. The reason why I wanted to do this episode is because as of late, I have been getting a lot of questions from international students and that that have been watching some of my videos, that have been listening to the podcast. People have been contacting me with various questions about standardized test prep, etc. And so I've actually just been doing some research on my own, thinking of ways that I can provide tips and guidance to international students beyond simply standardized tests. But also, of course, that's a huge, huge component. And I came across this really cool article that's uh, written by you in U.S. News. And U.S. News, if you guys don't know, they are the creators of the gold standard, if you will, of college and university and grad program rankings. Their rankings are very, very important because it's essentially taken as the truth as far as how good of a how good a school is. This includes universities. This includes law schools, and in fact, the the law schools, the colleges themselves, they take the rankings very seriously because where they rank will directly correspond with the amount and caliber of students that apply to those universities keep their student body strong, keeps their reputation and and their school and program strong and continues down the cycle. So very important. So I think it's great to be reading from a U.S. News article because they are really the experts on all things related to higher education. So this article, we're going to be, I'm going to be reading from it and also, of course, as I always do, interject my own thoughts and discussing along the way. So this article is entitled, What are some tips for international students applying to U.S. colleges? So here we go. College admissions is a tough game. Even the most proactive, organized, and prepared students need help with their applications, essays, and financial aid forms. Add the complexities of applying to colleges from another country, and the process can become downright unbearable. So first of all, What are some tips for international students to keep in mind and how are they evaluated compared to U.S. students? All right. So the this is sort of like a Q&A within the article. So the answer is three things matter for U.S. aspiring students. Steve Laughlin, founder and CEO, National Society of Collegiate Scholars, extracurricular activities matter more than you think. U.S. colleges look for well-rounded students, and grades are not enough. Showcase anything you've done outside of classes, from volunteering to work part-time or playing an instrument. 
Next, SAT scores matter, of course. Unless you studied an inter- at an internationally, re- an internationally recognized curriculum, odds are that universities will have a hard time interpreting what your transcripts mean. Whether they admit it or not, schools will use the SATs to evaluate whether you have the academic chops to be at that school. Finally, do well on the TOEFL or IELTS exams. International students' English-speaking abilities are scrutinized because it affects how well you can participate in class and keep up with the work. Universities want to know what you are, know that you are an advanced English speaker. And I think that is, of course, super important. The thing about the SATs, however, is that they'll also evaluate your English-speaking abilities as well. What I usually see from most international students is that they're able, actually able, I've been chatting with a lot of students from India, they're actually able to do decently well on the math portion. It's the verbal portion, the reading portion that they struggle with, and rightfully so because it's hard, it's complex. If you are by chance a parent and have a younger child or you're a younger student listening to this, my advice to you is... Believe it or not, even if you're 10 or 11, start preparing. But what do I mean by preparing? I don't mean to take a bunch of practice tests. I mean, as hard as it may seem, you got to try and get into the habit of reading every day. And I think I believe in order to do that, you have to make it fun. If you don't make it fun, if it's not something that is intrinsically rewarding for you, then man, that's a real up, uphill battle that I just don't think you're going to win. So what I, would, what I would advise is try to really search around for topics or, or literature that is really interesting. I wouldn't focus too much on having to read the classics, having to read particular types of books that are absolutely perfect for SAT preparation. I mean, if that's what floats your boat, do it. But it's got to be something that is fun and that you can actually develop a habit, develop sort of almost like an addiction to that type of reading. I know that word has a negative connotation, but it's you want it to be something that you crave, just like you might think about a video game, you might think about can't get so excited about watching a movie. If you can engender that same type of those same type of emotions around reading, which is totally doable and happens all the time, then you'll be in great shape. I mean, that's what voracious readers are. They are people that have a craving to read. Okay, so to keep going. Now, uh, international students need to realize that they can't simply look at overall admission stats to determine their odds because most schools limit the international student population to 10% of the overall class. Even though colleges don't admit to quotas, these numbers don't vary much year to year. So they are what I would call virtual quotas. If you look at a school that has 20% overall admission rate, the admit rate for international students is likely to be closer to 5%, not to mention the fact that international students compete with other international students from 80-plus different countries plus their own country. Schools might receive 300 applicants from China and then accept two or three. That's crazy. That's really tough. Therefore, students should focus on lesser-known name brand schools that all international students apply to, schools that don't receive as many applications from international students. Rural, rural schools, for instance, or schools outside the Northeast tend to get fewer applicants from international students. Study the U.S. News and World Report list of the top national liberal arts colleges and focus on those more than just Harvard, Yale, Princeton level schools that have super low acceptance rates. See which U.S. schools have the greatest percentages of international students as well. 
the college, the, the number of students crossing national borders to pursue higher education will likely triple in the next decade. The good news is that many American colleges and universities have recently expanded their international recruitment efforts, especially for full-pay students. International students who will require institutionally-based financial aid should not waste their time applying to those colleges and universities not offering financial aid to international students. Since colleges and universities seek international students who will contribute both inside and outside of the classroom, applicants should definitely highlight their admission applications, what they will bring to the campus, campus academically, culturally, and socially. Okay, now here are a few bullet point tips. Emphasize your diverse background. Colleges like the perspective multinational or multicultural students bring to the classroom. Highlight what makes you different from other students at your school and explain why you have a desire to study in America. Looking for a liberal arts education? Demonstrate an understanding of what type of education, what type of, what the type of education means, what that type of education means in America. It can differ from vertical, professional-oriented college curriculum that may be offered at the universities in your home country. Don't need financial aid? Tell the college. It's much more difficult for international students who need financial assistance to get accepted. Also, take a practice ACT and SAT to see which test is right for you. Our international students have performed better on the ACT in many cases. Also, don't just apply to a school because of its name. Visit the schools to which you plan to apply, in person or virtually, and make sure you can see yourself spending the next four years there. All right. Next, you want to make sure you know the uni each university's specific requirements. Education in the United States is not centralized nationally as it is in many countries. So it's important to note that admission requirements will vary greatly from one university to another. Your academic credentials will be evaluated differently by different universities. Be sure you understand those differences. In order to maximize your chances for admission, it is a good idea to complete a program of study that qualifies you for admission to selective universities in your home country. As an international student, you may have admission requirements in addition to those for national students, including proof of English proficiency. All right, and so all these things that I, I just read through, by the way, those are a mix of suggestions from a number of different education experts. So it's from something called the, the Unigo Expert Network, and that's a group of top education experts across the U.S. that answer student or parent submitted questions uh, for applying who are you know about applying paying for and succeeding in college and that is unigo.com so i'm going to provide a link to this article as well as unigo unigo.com uh, as well so you guys can check out these resources for yourself but i think the bottom line is i mean really a lot of what's stated is that if, if you are an international student trying to get into an American university, the equation doesn't change in the sense that you're still trying to maximize your grades. You're trying to nail your standardized tests, have your extracurriculars, be active, do things, get involved. All those pieces are the same. It's just, you know, in a lot of ways, there's some, there's some nuances, right? You have to worry about English proficiency. That's a second language that they want you to be just as strong as a native speaker. And that's hard. 
so it's 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 a lot of these similar things with some added stuff. I mean, it, it's it's tough. So just be mindful that it is hard. And I think probably one of the most important pieces of advice here is to look around. Don't just go to the top universities necessarily. Be willing to dig a little deeper. I'll, I'll tell you something. In undergrad, you can do a lot from schools that are a little bit lower down in the rankings that don't have such an, a national reputation. What jobs will look at really, even if you come from a lower ranked school, if your grades are rock solid coming out of undergrad, that'll say a lot because that, that's tough to do no matter where you go to school. So I would say don't be don't be shy about applying to a whole wide variety of schools. If you can't afford to pay the admissions, the, the application fee, ask for a fee waiver. A lot of times schools will provide fee waivers. They will allow for that. So you never know until you ask. You can, you can maybe apply to 20, 30 schools for free, depending on your financial situation. So look into that. Make sure you consider that and, and yeah, just see, what, see what's out there. See what you get. And I, I, I really wish you the best of luck. If you have questions in particular about standardized test prep for the SAT, ACT, whatnot, please hit me up. You can email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. We'd be happy to help you out and give you, give you answers to the best of my ability. I just released a, not too long ago, a video of me taking the S, well, receiving my score for the SAT, which I took in May to kind of test myself, test my abilities. Uh, I was able to get a 1540, which is 99th percentile. Uh, I got a perfect on the math, a 740 on the English. So I put in practice what I preach. I do test my skills from time to time and didn't get a perfect overall. Hadn't prepared for the verbal sections, but I still did pretty good on on the verbal. Um, and the math was, was, was very nice. So yes, I do know what I'm talking about. And if you have questions... You can absolutely uh, hit me up and I'll do my best to get back to you in a timely fashion and help you along your way. So again, I wish you the best of luck. And if you want to check out these resources yourself that I mentioned earlier in the show, you can go to www.scalarlearning.com. And if you haven't done so yet, I absolutely encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. I've got new episodes coming out for the remainder of the summer every day. So a lot of good stuff coming up. It's going to be great. Highly encourage it. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Scared.